Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. It's just Daniel and Allie today. Well then, I guess it's time to take it up a notch. Just us. This is awkward because I have to. You're still sitting. If you listen two episodes ago, <laughs> you know that we brought Allie in. We did three mics, and she was sitting off to my side, which is the direction that I don't normally look. So now I got to adjust everything because um, we haven't moved, though we've moved on to two uh, two episodes later. So anyhow, welcome, well, Allie. Hey, thanks. Logan's just kicked back in the main chair, just smiling. He has. He got really offended that um, we branded the new intro time coffee talk. Yeah, I think he was a little hurt by that. And Logan doesn't drink coffee. Is he a is he a tea guy or just not no. a hot warm beverage? So guy? Logan's really weird uh, because he doesn't like coffee and he doesn't like chocolate. That's just on him at that point, isn't it? <laughs> the only thing that him and I really bond on is like Chipotle. Which, yeah, that's fair. We get Chipotle a lot at the office. Yeah, so there's Chipotle, and that's pretty much it. Because Logan likes sports, and most of the time he talks sports, and I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but I still beat him at every fantasy yeah. league possible. I'm excited for fantasy because I remember hearing those episodes, yeah. and you just being like, I have no idea, but you would be like destroying the guys. I feel like I'll be in a similar boat. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, we might have enough people now to get like a mini league going. I don't know. If Logan was actually here with his mic on, I could ask him how many people we need for a league. But anyhow, what's really fun is Logan's still in the room and we're talking about him. <laughs> He's just <laughs> shaking he his head. Chime in. <laughs> so it's uh, we're really having fun with this. But anyhow, uh, yeah, what's going on with you, Allie? How's your first couple weeks uh, been working with us? No pressure. Pretty good. I feel I'm good thing I said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been great. A lot of fun. It's always interesting starting a new job, trying to get the routine and the rhythm, settling in. I'm also, the morning commute, has, it tends to be tricky. Well, it was. Now school's out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'll I'm still, better. I'm trying out different ways every day. I gotta, I'm one of those people when I'm trying to get somewhere. Now this, this might be kind of crazy, but when I'm in the car, I have somewhere to be. And okay. sometimes other people drive like they don't. Oh, you're, you must I'm one of those. Me. Yeah. Go! I was listening to a podcast, <laughs> trying to go slower so I could finish the podcast by the oh, time I got where no. I was going. Yeah, you're my nightmare on the road. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very relaxed in the car. Listen, in my car, I am usually going from home to work or work to home 80 or 90% of the time, like most folks, right? Yeah. Like that's the majority of driving we do. So on the way to work... I'm turning my brain on for the day, listening to a podcast, hanging out. On the way home, I'm trying to empty my brain from all of the things we've worked on all day before I get home to the kids and like totally decompress and all that. So in no direction am I in that much of a hurry. I'm totally willing to uh, to veg out and listen to podcasts on the way. Just saying. Yeah, all right. I can see that. I don't have any kids, so maybe I'll start driving home a lot slower once I have that responsibility one it's day. It's possible. Anyhow. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're really excited that Allie's been here now for almost a month. Uh, definitely by a month by the time folks listen to this episode. Uh, working for our sponsor, Jewel Financial, uh, where we do powerful planning for people. Wow, that just that came out really well. We, we coined that like six months ago, and we've not used it a lot. 
But uh, yeah, our uh, our dual powerful planning process really walks people through uh, goals and planning and really making sure that they can uh, achieve and live the life that they want. So uh, Allie's been a great addition to that team with a background in um, from a CPA firm, uh, so a background in taxes. Uh, as well as a MBA, so really bringing a great perspective to the team and, and helping us elevate our entire planning department. And uh, that's really what we're here to talk about today. We're going to dive into a question uh, looking at planning aspects of taxes, retirement saving, and things like that. So let's go to today's question. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, my name is Lily. I'm in New Mexico. Currently, my job has a mandatory pension that's matched and an option for an unmatched 403B, which I'm in. It is unmatched, though. Currently, my salary lands me in the 32% tax bracket. My question today is should I cancel the 403B and go into a Roth IRA? Should I open a Roth IRA and keep the four, like max out both? Or should I just stay where I am, don't touch anything and just keep contributing to the 403B and not start a Roth just because my tax bracket is so high? Thank you. All right. That was a very specific and pointed question. We can't give legitimate specific advice, but we're going to walk through a little bit of how to think through where to locate retirement savings. That's kind of the goal of today's episode is, you know, people are faced with a lot of options, obviously various different accounts. You have all of your 40 whatevers at your employers, right? So your employer retirement plans. In the last episode, we talked about simple plans. For small businesses, does not start with a number, but is effectively similar in structure. And then individual plans, so Roths and IRAs and even HSAs uh, as individual retirement savings vehicles, potentially. But where you put funds can matter a lot on your situation now and potentially your projected situation in the future. So, Allie, what I guess from when you've been looking at taxes and, and helping people with taxes and tax considerations and things like that in the past, what are some things that you're thinking through as you're looking at how retirement savings flows through the tax return and maybe even assisting them with questions about, hey, on next year's taxes, what might I think about when I'm thinking about where to save compared to sort of where my current income is and current scenario and things like that. So what are, what are some scenarios you've ran into? What are some things that you've either uh, helped people think through or counseled them in, in the past? Yeah, I think this question has a lot to do with long-term trajectory of taxes, um, which comes down to planning. So I think a lot of how um, we would recommend someone, not necessarily her, yeah. to proceed in this would depend on the timing of when she needs these funds, Um how much she's wanting to have in retirement or what kind of what are her goals in that. And then also just maybe like numbers of what that pension looks like. I know she said the 403B is unmatched. So typically one general rule of thumb is you always want to get your match at a minimum. Mm -hmm. So I would say for those listening who have a match as an option, start with getting your employer match. I mean, that's free money. And then from the Roth perspective, I know she said she's in the 32% bracket, right? Yeah. 
which I think would put her outside of the means to directly do the Roth, who she could look at, a backdoor Roth conversion um, or something along that nature. But I think a lot of it just comes down to where, what tax bracket is she in now is 32%. Does she expect that to grow a lot um, over the course of retirement? And mm. if so, maybe the Roth could be a good trajectory for people in that boat. Or if she's expecting it to be about the same, trying to nail down the timing. I know the 403B has required minimum distribution. Um, the Roth has a little bit more freedom in how you get to take that tax-free. So that's kind of where I would start. I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think if you're in the if you're in the upper tax bracket, so say the top three, maybe four, uh, but probably we'll say the top three. Definitely, probably the top two. But the higher you get in tax brackets, the more likely that in the future you might go down in tax brackets, and that's just mathematical statistics, I would say. It's truth. It's science. Not really. Uh, but think about it. The higher you are up in the brackets, and the brackets only go up so high, you have more likely scenarios of coming down than you do of going higher. The only scenarios where you would go higher is where the tax legislation changes. And unfortunately, we don't we don't know that. We can't necessarily forecast that. We can give our opinion so we can say, oh, yeah, we think that taxes will stay at the same rates for the next 50 years. Or we think, you know, America's currently running a deficit. They're going to have to pay for that someday. Whatever the thesis is, taxes are going to go up in the future. But all of those are forecasts and opinions, et cetera. So when we uh, are conducting financial plans, we have to work with what we know so far and project that out in the future. We can't really forecast uh, legislation until it comes into the near term, until it's talked about until it's on the table, things like that. So we have to look at tax brackets today and go, where would you be on the tax brackets today? In this case, 32%. Where might you be in the future? If your tax bracket is going to be lower in the future, then typically for most people, the benefit is to take the tax deduction now at that higher tax rate and then do withdrawals that are taxed later in the future at a lower tax rate. Mathematically, that tends to work out best for most people. And the reason is, is because you put money in today, uh, you get that tax deduction at the higher rate. The funds are going to grow dollar or on a percentage basis, typically what they're going to grow. So whether you're invested in a uh, Roth or a tax deferred, the percentage gains you're going to get, assuming you invest in the exact same investments, ought to be the same, right? Your S&P is going to do what the S&P does. Bonds are going to do what bonds are going to do uh, along the way. Uh, if you're putting in the exact same dollar amount, then that is a constant as well. So the only variable that we really have left over is that tax rate, tax rate now versus tax rate in the future. So that's something that we want to consider as kind of the primary vehicle or the primary variable rather. Now we have talked about in episodes previously, if you are getting to the point of maxing out your retirement accounts, then the math changes. Because if you're actually able to max out your retirement accounts, you can do, how's the best way to describe this? Uh, the more net amount in a Roth maxed out than you can in a tax deferred. Because the tax deferred amount, you're going to have to pay taxes on in the future. But if you're maxing out a Roth, you no longer will have to pay taxes on that amount in the future. So the overall net contributions 
that you will have in the net, it's not net contributions, it'd be like the net total available funds that you would have are higher in a Roth that's maxed rather than a tax deferred that's maxed. Because you're putting in um, the exact same dollar amount, but one of them you'll pay tax on in the future and one you won't. So that's something to consider. Did I explain that any remotely to where somebody who's listening in their car <laughs> trying to slow down on their way to work and understand this could understand? Maybe. <laughs> I'm so confused. I would say probably the summary, and then I'll let Allie wrap it up if she um, thinks of anything else. But the main summary here is once you start to get into higher earning scenarios where you're trying to tax plan on a year-to-year basis and asset locate and things like that, those are potentially the times where planning comes in handy. Because now you're talking about multiple variables in your life. You're wanting to forecast the future and things like that. So don't be afraid to at least talk to a planner, uh, whether that's uh, one at Jewel Financial or, or elsewhere where you're located. Uh, we work with folks all over the country, but uh, you might have a place in town that you're familiar with. Whatever the case may be, as you start to have these sort of bigger, more complicated questions in life, you're like, I'm just not really sure um, how to forecast my tax rate in the future, where things are going to be, how my tax picture looks today, where I should asset locate, uh, whether I should max this out, whether I should look at individual options. Now you're talking about a lot of different uh, financial and life choices that might come together. And we haven't even talked about your personal goals in the midst of all that uh, and and what might be some near-term goals that we might need to fund and, and make sure you're on course for. So uh, that's the point in life. You know, People tend to ask us, at what point do I really need to consider working with a planner. Well, when you start to have some of these multi-layered questions, that's a good indication that maybe it's good to get uh, some external perspective and some external guidance. So uh, just consider that for what it's worth. Uh, I think we gave you enough principle to kind of get started down that road um, to self-educate. Would you add anything here, Allie? Um, I'd say the one thing she asked, I don't know that we touched on specifically, mm-hmm. she was talking about whether she should do a 403B account or a Roth account, I believe, um, and potentially maxing out both just to keep in mind the max contribution for an IRA currently is $6,500, but will change. So there's a chance she might want to have both accounts and figure out the best way to do that if she's wanting to contribute more than that or can. Gotcha. Makes sense. So if she can qualify, then potentially utilizing both is an acceptable option as well. Good good nuance there. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Let's see. How are we going to wrap this up? Usually Logan wraps this up for me. So I'm really not it's used like to it. like a newbie on the job. Yeah. A big role reversal there. Yeah. I actually forget what Logan usually says at the end here. But anyhow, we'll I just stick with I think he says with... something along the lines with the secret to making money is to live on less than you make and invest the rest and do so for a very long time, Daniel. Make it a great one. Oh! Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, yes, she did. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.